Welcome to the Spiritually Expressed Human, a show where being spiritual means unleashing the badass within, and being human means listening to your heart's voice instead of the one in your head. Together, Susan will help you navigate the murky waters of life's emotional and spiritual experiences, those that likely caused you to live by someone else's directions, and find your true north so that you can become the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be. Now here's your host, Susan DeCenzi. Welcome back to the show. You know, every single week that I have a guest, I always say how excited I am to have this guest in the house. And you know what? That's always going to be me because I'm so thrilled and excited to always be talking with other people and sharing their journeys with you so that you really understand how it is truly possible to become who you are really meant to be and to shine in your brilliance. And today's guest is no different because this woman, oh my fucking God, has she gone through so many things in her life where she was this you know, seven-figure earning entrepreneur who had built this amazing business on the queen of clarity, on juicy marketing. And I bet you kind of know maybe who I'm talking about, but I'm purposely being a little mysterious still because she really reinvented herself when she recognized that she is not wasn't really living in full alignment with herself. She wasn't really being the real Lisa Cherney. Oh my God, Lisa, I'll introduce a little bit more about who you are in a minute, but I wanted to first say thank you so much for being willing to share your brilliance with me today. Of course, I am super excited. I had you on my show and we just had such a blast. And so I'm really excited to be over in your world visiting for a little bit. Me too, because yes, every time we get together, we have these crazy, amazing conversations. Well, you know, and that's one of the things I definitely want to talk about today is is really helping people become and learn how to step into being unapologetically themselves, how to really get fucking real, which is brilliant because you have a podcast called Get Fucking Real. And you developed something called the 12 Get Fucking Real Commandments that really guide people on how to step into that place where they can be real. But it wasn't always that way for you, was it? No, for sure not. No. And that's the beauty of Lisa's journey is that she has been, you know, helping and mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years. She has, for the last 15 years, really been speaking on stages and working within the business realm on over 750 of those stages globally, right? Yes. Yeah. And she really had to get real and dismantle that business for herself when she recognized that she really wasn't happy, right? You know, it was like this great journey. She's making money. She's helping entrepreneurs. She's really raising them up. But the most important thing was you weren't happy, right? No. And I call it my greatest success and my greatest failure. Why is that? Well, because for the obvious monetary accomplishment in the conventionally understood measure of success, it's successful. Seven figures. I love that I got that t-shirt, especially 
you know, because I have such a passion for helping entrepreneurs build their business and my biggest failure because I somehow created something that I wound up not loving. And I know I didn't operate it in that mindset and with that awareness for very long, unlike many people who stick with something, you know, for years, even though they're not having fun with it. I just, I, there's something in my DNA that does not allow me to do that. So within about four months of really getting real about that and confessing that to myself first and then others, I really went out and figured out how I was going to get myself out of it and serve my clients and give myself uh, some space to figure out what was next. Yeah. Wow. See, and and that really led you then to recognizing the importance of working with soulful entrepreneurs now, right? In really helping them step out of, you know, being in their own way and stepping into who they are and becoming real. Is that kind of the, the mission that you're driven by now? It totally is. And it was after, as you said, the Juicy Marketing Expert, and my first business was ConsciousMarketing.com. And years and years of putting out front more of the, if you're struggling with your marketing, you're struggling with your marketing message, you don't know who your ideal clients are, like I'm your gal, which I still am. And what I find is often things look like a marketing problem when they're not. (laughs) They're more of a oh, I'm getting in my own way and I'm effing myself up and I'm, I'm thinking I'm struggling, but I'm not. And I'm thinking I'm confused, but I'm really not. I'm just not courageous enough to do the thing that I really want to do. And so there's just so much convolution around what gets in the way of somebody who's mission-driven because it's so personal and it's often so tied to their own evolution that I decided it was time for me to just to own that part sort of in the out front mission, you know, that I'm putting out there is really owning that part. And, you know, when people work more closely with me, we absolutely work on their marketing and their sales and all that. But now I have a whole different way that I do it. We have a program called the unlaunch that is just like a sincere and generous version of, you know, the whole marketing matrix that we're plugged into. And this program called Unmentoring, which just, you know, has people return to themselves and trust themselves and empower themselves again. And so it's like, I do it, but I got to do it with my own flavor and really just acknowledging that our evolution and us getting in our own way and getting out of our way is it's, it's holistic. It all counts. It all matters. And you're such a shining, shining example of that. And from a macro standpoint of what you've walked through and been through in your life, and now you're a freaking therapist helping people, you know, helping other people and your credentials of what you went through in your life to me mean way more than any schooling, sorry. But, you know, that's really, really elevating those types of things as people's measures of success, as well as evolving the importance of those accomplishments along the way and which also then releases shame and guilt and, and, you know, unworthiness and those things that hold us down. So there's a lot, I know I just said a lot, but it's just, it's, that's part, that was really the impetus for the, the transition in my focus was really, um, I was tired of pretending that everything was a sales or marketing problem when it really wasn't. See, and that's such an, an incredibly powerful statement because I think so many people, whether they're entrepreneurs in a business frame that they're, you know, in, their, in that, well, let me rephrase it, like whether they're an entrepreneur and they're in business or working to form a business and get it kind of going, 
or they're a person who has no interest in that whatsoever, which, you know, some of my listeners are and some of my listeners aren't. It's still such a critical piece because it, to me, it talks about how we need to step into a little bit more of an understanding of who we are and how we either are or aren't living in alignment in our authenticity, being happy and being truthful with ourselves about kind of where we're at and where we want to go, whatever that may mean. And you had all these trappings of this successful business, which was the truth. You were a seven-figure business earner and you were helping masses of people, but you weren't happy. And when you got real about that with yourself, then you were able to more clearly see that it wasn't just a marketing problem, that it is so all-encompassing. And I think so many of us forget that, look, our, our past is kind of how we develop into who we are today. We are some of all of that. But if we're only looking at one piece, we can forget how to really become who we are. So I love the way you've come to that because yes, you may do all these other pieces with them still and look at the marketing and look at their business overall, but you're coming at it from a whole other level and doorway now that allows them to me be fully expressed as who they are. Was there something that happened that was like this big catalytic impetus for you though with that? Or was it literally like you woke up one day and just went, oh my God, I'm not happy at all. I think it was gradual. And I think achieving the monetary milestone of seven figures Mm -hmm. and seeing that it didn't make me happy or happier. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, when I reach seven figures, I'm going to be so happy. But it was like, you know, I think that there is a unconscious addiction to striving and pushing and driving towards goals. And there always is inherently with any goal, the feeling that we think we're going to get when we get there from the goal, instead of just going for the feeling, which is what I do now. And so I achieved the goal and it just wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. You know, I didn't have a great profit margin. So I had nowhere near a million dollars in the bank, even though I had hit seven figures, which nobody really talks about. And I had created something that was very, a complicated business model, even though, you know, at the time I was doing these events called six figures on your terms. And the tagline was full-time, full-time prosperity, part-time hours. That was the tagline Uh, for the event. Uh And I was working part-time, but it costs a lot of money to have a team (laughs) that allows you to work part-time, you know, and now I just work not full-time and I don't have the overhead to do that. I just keep it simple. (laughs) So, you know, back then I had a complicated business model with live events and retreats and, you know, and launches and it, you know, I knew that I needed to get more people going through the machine in order to increase my profit margin. And I had no desire to do any of the things that I needed to do to get more people into the machine. So I knew I was in trouble. (laughs) Right, right. So what would you say to someone, like, because you came at it from this, well, it wasn't that you were purposely thinking of it that way. You had come at it from this business perspective because you're in the middle of it. What would you say to someone, though, who may not have that depth or level that they're in the middle of that machine for themselves, or even if they're not even an entrepreneur and they're just this, 
you know, I don't say just, I'm sorry for saying just, you are this person who is struggling and feeling like they're in the machine within their own mind and their own feelings and thoughts and struggles. And they're kind of stuck in that too, because I see the parallel. It's why I love like the unmentoring program. I love unlaunching because inherently the un says, <laughs> let's dismantle the old status quo. Let's dismantle yes. the old ways. There's new ways to do this that allow you to fully step in. Yes. So what would you say then to someone who, whether they're an entrepreneur or not, you can approach it as from an entrepreneurial place, that's fine, but that can be applicable to just us as humans, right? Yes. So last week, one of my unmentoring gals came to me really ready to restart and like reinvent her 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 business. Mm -hmm. And she didn't chose she didn't want to burn the thing down and start over, but she was just like, the way that I'm doing this is not sustainable. And of course, I've known her for many years. So I was like, finally, yay! You know? <laughs> and so what I directed her to, Susan, was to GFR commandment number one, which happens to be number one, but not because it's a place to start because this is not a 12-step program. But it it number one is don't compromise. And each of the commandments has a confession question, which really gets to where you kind of like do the work and kind of, you know, do an inquiry. And so the confession question for number one is what am I tolerating? Mm. What am I tolerating? Mm. And let me tell you, this is such a juicy question to ask ourselves. And I told her, so she came to me with that and I said, okay, I want you to ask yourself this question. I want you to look at all areas of your life, your relationships, your parent, your parenting, your physical environment, you know, your business, your body, you know, all these things. I want you to look at all the things and I want you to GFR and write down what you're tolerating. And it is a powerful exercise if you take it seriously and you just go for it. And it feels really crappy at first because you're like, oh shit, this is a lot of stuff that is not working or, <laughs> you know, that I've been ignoring or that I've been tolerating. Right. Yeah. And what happens though, it's really magical because without actually doing anything, changes will start happening because you admitted it. Yeah. And that's been the magic that I've seen now around the magic of confessions, which people confess on my show. And then if you're in our GFR squad community, we have a confession call each month based on one of the commandments. And it's just fascinating to see what people, first, we got to confess to ourselves, y'all, right? First, it has to like, we have to let the ticker tape of the shit things that are shit in our lives slow down long enough to pause in front of our face right. so that we can admit it to ourselves. So true. Um, and then admitting it to you know, somebody else or putting it in our journal, maybe, you know, that's an externalization of it. You're a therapist, you know, all these things, you know, but the telling somebody or telling somebody's that, uh, you trust is super powerful. And so our GFR squad members, which by the way, y'all, it's like 20 bucks a month. It's just some skin in the game to say, you know what, I want a GFR. I want to hang out at least a little bit more. And so we have these calls. And so, we did number one a few months ago and it was just, it's so liberating. And, and, and what's really cool is we don't ask you to change shit. You know, you don't have to make any commitments. You don't have to do any steps there. I'm not, I don't even coach on those calls. I'm just like, hold a container. 
And yeah. that's what we could do for ourselves. So that's the, where I would have somebody start. Well, and I want to plug you right here with that and say to you all listening, please check out in the show notes, I will comment at the end too, where to go to get this, is check out the GFR squad for 20 bucks a month. Jeez, man, you get the opportunity to have a level of community where everybody is stepping in and getting real and speaking their truths and, you know, uncovering and evolving and figuring out together, like where else can you have that kind of level of community with someone like Lisa at the helm who can really guide you through that process? Because, you know, this process isn't easy for any of us to be the spiritual being working to express in human form, dealing with all the shit that we deal with, all the head trash, all the stuff that we feel and, and experience on a day-to-day basis and still come out the other side saying, wow, you know, all right, that wasn't the best choice I made today and I learned from it and I'm evolving and growing and to have a level of community, please go check that out. And, and actually, I don't think I wrote that down is there a specific link, Lisa, for the squad? I, I just want to comment on it right now. Yes, gfr.life, so not .com, but .life, gfr.life forward slash squad. Forward slash squad. Okay, I'm writing that down right now. So Yeah, I would love to. I just love it. It's a great way for me to to get to snuggle up with people and get to know you. And it's, it's not a huge group, but it's a nice size group. And uh yeah, and we get together monthly on a live Zoom call and we use one of the commandments as our theme for that call. And I admit, Lisa had me on her show that'll be coming out pretty soon. And I am guilty. She told me about this before and I wrote it down to check it out. And I completely forgot and got so busy that I am not a member of the squad yet, but I will be. I will Yay! Be. Because I, I, I just think it's so important to have that level of community and willingness to step in. So thank you for that, first of all, and thank you for having that community even available. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode has been brought to you by our sponsor, True Visionaries Incorporated, an organization dedicated to helping you become a true visionary of your own life. If you're dealing with any kind of stress day to day or stress related to the pandemic, then go to www.susandesenzi.com forward slash stress toolkit to download your free stress toolkit guide. Thanks so much for listening. Now back to the show. So as you were stepping in and, and recognizing that you weren't happy with what you were doing, have you found it? I don't want to say easy. That's kind of a cop out word. Have you found the journey? of really getting real, all these layers of uncovering over time, have you found that to be, I'll say easy for the simple sake, lack of a better word, have you found it to be easy? Have you found it to be- For me or for others? For you. I have made it a habit. So from that standpoint, it now feels- easy in terms of accessible and mm-hmm. it feels familiar. Yeah. It feels like even though I know it will be hard or that there might be some pain, I trust that there's good shit on the other side. And so from that standpoint, I say, yes, you know, um, I, I tell people I have a low tolerance for not feeling good. 
yeah. for not being happy. Yeah. And it's true. There, there's something about me that doesn't tolerate. I can't go unconscious for very long. Part of it is I gave up all my addictions. <laughs> um, you know, and part of it is is, you know, the way I was raised and my mom survived breast cancer when I was in high school and I was the oldest and just confronted with all that. I just feel like there was like a life is too short to be unhappy for very long kind of thing that I was implanted very young. And that sort of combined with my, I think, natural inclination to be expressive and verbal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, people ask me my hobbies. I say me, you know, because <laughs> like, if I don't, you know, if I have free time, I'm going to, I don't know, go go to a seminar, go, go to see one of my authors and, you know, favorite spiritual authors in person, or, you know, watch something or, you know, take my mom to go see Esther Hicks. And, you know, it's just, that's what, that's, what's fun for me is, and for you too, right. Spiritually expressed yeah. human, like that's what this right. show is all about. Right. Because I, right. I just, I'm sort of addicted to evolution, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I hear that. Like, I feel, you know, I, I've had this awareness since four and it was like, as I've talked about, you guys, you know, know my story. I like, it kind of screwed me up, but you just said it so perfectly. Yes. I became addicted to this. I, I just want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. I want to keep evolving. And to do that requires that we sometimes look at the painful shit and the walls that we come up against. And, and so do you feel like you were kind of instilled with this be unapologetically you, right? We're phrasing it that way now, but do you feel like you were kind of instilled with that young and that carried you through when you recognized how you weren't happy in your business and then it was able, you know, you were able to kind of dive in in a way that said, all right, I, I don't, because you didn't have the commandments built yet, right? So how, right. I guess, the journey of that, wow, I'm not happy and I need to change this, from that place to then the creation of the commandments, can you share a little bit about like, I don't know what that was like for you internally to become truly more unapologetically you. Yeah. So I decided to let go of that seven figure business, the way that it was, that was structured at the time. Mm -hmm. And it took me about a year and a half, Susan, to really, like I could say, divest myself of all, all of it because I had clients that I had enrolled for a year long program and that I couldn't help. And I renewed them for six months. And, you know, I just, there was, you know, people that I didn't want to, you know, let go of. And so in that time I reunited with an old business partner and that was a great place to park myself for a while. So I parked myself there for a good four years, honestly, really working on that full expression and my worthiness and just like growing. It was like a kind of like a great uh, incubator or a cocoon, if you will. Like it, yeah. it was a great place to park myself. And then there came a time where I was like, mm, something's mer emerging, something, I, something, something's happening. I think there's new things for me to say. And I just forced myself to wait, <laughs> to wait. You and did. I did. Why? And as a marketer, that is effing hard. Because I know as why. a marketer, you like want to name the thing and you yeah. want a URL and you want a brand. And right. 
I, yeah, I just, I just knew that I needed to wait for it to kind of fully marinate. Can I, can I ask to, to unpack that just a tiny bit more? Um, Why do you think you felt like you needed to wait? Yes. The marketing piece. Cause I get that. Like I I didn't know what it was yet. I didn't know what it was and I didn't want to force it. You just knew that it was coming. And so you didn't, oh, see that. And and, okay. And here's a, and here's a, a parallel awareness of mine is that whenever I work with clients and they try to nail down their brand and their ideal client and name the thing. And then they're told, oh my God, people will love that. They're like, okay, yay, I'm going to do that. And they create the beautiful thing. And I call it like a, a, a beautiful gift with nothing inside, you know? Yeah. And I just knew that if I did it prematurely, it wasn't going to stick. It's like, you know, it's like crash dieting versus dieting a healthy way and keeping <laughs> it off. I just, I wanted it to be for reals. And so I didn't want to force anything. And, and everything kind of felt empty. I was like, well, cause these first 12, when I, when I landed on these 12 things, these 12 things were really how my clients over the 20 years that I had been mentoring mission-based folks over long periods of time, how do they get in their way? This this is the 12 things. This is how they got in the way. And at first I'm like, oh, they're the juicy business principles and, you know, using my old branding. And I was like, nah, I don't know what these 12 things are yet, but, but they're for sure how my clients would get in their own way. And, and then when the, the GFR brand got clear and it wasn't a brand y'all. Cause we always like, I need a new brand. It was like, what's my, what am I taking a stand for? And yeah. that's actually now what we call it in our unlaunch program is like, what is your soapbox? What are you taking a stand for? Not in a, let's pick a thing to take a stand for. It's like, no, really? <laughs> yes. What are you, what are you doing this all for? What's the, what's the fire in the furnace that's going to keep the thing going when it feels like a shit show? Right? Oh my what God. Is- <laughs> yes. I so get that. <laughs> Thus how so a spiritually expressed human came about because it's like, it's not, you know, my other show, Kick Your Butts, that's great and all. And, you know, we dismantle boundaries and excuses and all these wonderful things, but it's been my fundamental breath of belief and breath of life that we are these spiritual beings having a human experience. And we just kind of have a little struggle sometimes navigating the human experience to stay in that full expression. So like all of a sudden, I've never heard it like that before. Honestly, Lisa, you saying that just now went, oh what my did God. I, what did you hear? What did I say? <laughs> well, that you said that it's not taking a stand for something that is like, oh, this is the latest thing I need to take stand for. It's basically taking a stand for who I believe you are at the core and have always kind of been, but you're getting in your own way with thinking that all this stuff is out here. It's that whole, if then, when I, if, when then, or if then, when I have the money, I'll be happy. When I have the right quote unquote, right brand, I'll be happy, blah, blah, blah. And none of the shit works ever. You know? So anyway, I had totally interrupted you and I apologize, but go on because like, I just had to, I, I had to chime in there and go, oh my God, like you just connected a dot for me as to why it was so easy for me to come up with, like, I didn't come up with it. You it didn't was, come up with it. That's the thing. <laughs> exactly. I didn't come up. I didn't. It just, it was downloaded. It was there. It was a, in my awareness and like, oh, boom, here we go. And the same yeah. with, you know, something else that's in the creation called the Descensi Code. I'm giving you Ooh. all a little tip out there of what Ooh, you tease. What's coming? But again, it's not a thought process. It's a a stepping into a feeling state. 
It's like a birth, right? You like you, yeah. you know, you'd like it to be natural versus induced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> You know, oh, wait, I got to share this quick story. That's what's okay. so funny. Like, so I, my son's almost 30 years old. I had like no amniotic fluid left. I was a week overdue. They were like, oh my God, you need to go over right now and be induced. There's like no fluid. I'm like, okay, whatever. And they're giving me all the, I believe it was oxytocin or pitocin. I can't even remember the technical terms to induce me. And my body's just not kicking in. It's just not kicking in. By like eight, nine hours later, they stop the drip. And I'm still only like two centimeters dilated, whatever. <laughs> and then after they stopped it a couple hours later, my body needed a little time. And then it went, game on, here we go. And, you know, by seven in the morning, by 721, he was born, right? But I, I truly believe that if they'd kept that drip going, my body would have said, no, nah, I don't think so. So it, 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 it's we can induce, but the end results may still be that it has to become natural. You know, let the body that. do what it's it It's a great needs. story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, go ahead. So, you, you know, you were saying that. Where was I? <laughs> I know. You were saying that. I know. I rudely interrupted. You, you were, but I do that because I'm just real. So you were saying that you, you know, this wasn't something that was created. These were things that you had seen. These commandments were things that you had seen your clients on the ways they got in their own way. And you knew they were something, but you didn't know exactly what they would be called or even the GFR brand because it, it just had to evolve. It had to be birthed in its own time. And yes. there was another point to that, but I think I well, cut Well, I remember off. when I realized... So I had these 12 things and I realized, and I, I worked with coaches uh, and I was on a retreat um, and that was part of what needed to evolve was the right coaches in the right container for me, because I knew that I had to create a business model that was out of the box, that what I had created wasn't working and I didn't really know of anything different. And now I really believe that we need to innovate a business model that really works for us. So mm. In that container at that retreat, I realized I need to help mission-driven folks get real about what's in the in their way. And I had been doing that forever. You know, I in my with my old business partner, I used to do these sessions that were all about if your business is a spiritual, if you believe your business is part of your spiritual practice, then show up to this session and we're going to get real about what's in your way. Right. Yeah. So it was a conversation I was for sure having. I had already acknowledged what I call the entrepreneur's wormhole, which was a macro version of, you know, if you're not living your mission and you're not aligned and like congruent with what you're helping other people with, that there's blind spots in your own life and your own business, you're going to get in your own way. You're going to slow yourself down. And so there were pieces, right? Evidence along the way. And so finally I was like, I just really need to come out <laughs> about this really being my passion and what I think is the most important. I used to say, oh, you know, got to balance head and heart, strategy with spirit, you know, logic versus your intuition. It is not balanced. <laughs> <laughs> it takes the lead, your heart, your intuition, yeah. your gut, um, your spirit, your body, all those things that guide you must be, I believe, in the forefront. And so I needed to claim that. And it was about helping people get real, except get real wasn't strong enough and wasn't urgent and activating enough. So we added the F. Ah, you know, you could swear on my show, right? 
Yes, okay. I do. All right. Because you I said just, fuck within like the first 30 seconds. Which I, I know. Totally I don't usually, I'm usually, yeah, whatever. But, you know. I, well, it happens when I'm around. <laughs> well, one of the reasons I've always loved and adored you is that to me, even as the queen of clarity before in juicity, ju- juicity? juicity, juicity, in juicy marketing <laughs> and consciousmarketing.com, like you were, to me, you were just always real. But this is like another level of just real Lisa in every fiber of her being, right? Like this is Lisa as the businesswoman. This is Lisa as the entrepreneur. This is Lisa as the person, as the woman, as the mother, as the wife, as the daughter, as the friend. And you're not afraid to be unapologetically you. You're not afraid to show that even at quote unquote risk of someone being like, oh, that language is offensive and I don't like that. I'm not going to listen. It's like, okay, well, thanks a lot, but love you, bye, right? Because I have to be unapologetically me. I, I mean, I could be consciously aware and honoring of other people and situations that I'm around. Like me, if I know someone really is offended by offensive language or swearing or something like that. So even calling it offensive language is a judgment. I know it is, right? And yet <laughs> I know that's where other people operate from. And so if I choose to honor where they're operating from, I might tailor something in my language because of the situation. But if it really comes down to something that I need to express as me 100%, like screw it, I'm not. I don't, I don't care. And I think that's one of the things I've always been so attracted to you for is that you, to me, always seemed unapologetically you. But what you're saying is that, do you, well, let me ask, do you feel like you were always living unapologetically you? Yes, except I only had access to a certain version of myself at that time. Ooh. Say that again. I feel like I've always been very apologetic, but I haven't always been this version of me and my unapologeticness. You know, like yeah. one of the things that I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm actually open about pretty most, pretty much everything. I love when people say, "What? Tell us something about yourself that nobody knows." I'm like, um, uh, I like whole milk instead of 2%. Like I can't even think of anything, you know? Right. Um, I get it. So one of the things that I'm really open about is in my twenties being in a 12 step program called Overeason Anonymous. So food was my drug of choice or, you know, the thing that I went to, to comfort myself. And within about a year of being in that program, I started to share that with people, but it was a big fucking deal. In fact, my husband of now 25 years, um, I think it was, we were talking about the other day, I think it was like our fifth date that I told him. And it was a really big deal for me to admit that, you know, and tell him about that and, and basically say like, you know, I think, you know, this is going somewhere, but I have to let you know that this other, this 12 step program and my work there is a number one top priority for me. Mm -hmm. And so I could remember being unapologetic about it, but I probably didn't share it publicly, you know, with my clients probably until, you know, I had six figure university and those events. And I started to become, you know, more transparent about that part of my life, you know? And so I just, I think you're as unapologetic and revealing and vulnerable and transparent 
as you can be. And you know this from your own journey, like as you can at any given time. And as, and what you know about yourself, like I know way more about myself, you know, and even this year, 2020 is like the year of getting real, you know, and the year of like, there's, you know, and so I for sure even take it another cut at some things that I thought I already was being real and unapologetic about. And now I get to discover even more. And I feel like it's being accelerated because I'm so claiming that space um, for uh, for what I'm doing with my clients, and yeah. so um, you know I walk my talk as 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 much as possible, even on a day to day basis, GFRing with myself and unmentoring myself and unlaunching and unplugging myself from all that stuff that doesn't serve me, yeah. um, so that I can really hold space for other people, so that they can, like how how do you be unapologetic? How do you be? How does one? be unapologetic. You know, what does that look like? You know, and everybody has a different version of that. Yeah. You know, I remember when I had juicy marketing, people would say, I'm an accountant. I, my marketing can't be juicy. And it's like, no, it's not about it being salacious or anything. It's, it's like whatever is authentic to your voice, like yeah. you being as edgy as an a, accountant can be. And depending on the accountant, it can be pretty edgy. You know, it just depends. So Well, and that's where I think like with the show, you know, I said, okay, spirituality is different for everybody and everybody's experiences are different in their life overall. Everybody is unique. And so how can I, as a therapist, as a coach, as a person, a wife, mother, daughter, friend, sister, whomever, entrepreneur, how can I quote unquote expect others to behave or, or see it from a particular path or lens or filter if I'm not taking into account that they need to take into account their own stuff, right? So I can hold the space, but if I have an expectation, like my opinion or my judgment or my observation is that they're not being 100% them, but they're feeling like they are because that's where they're at in that moment. It's not my place to sit in judgment of that or to make a decision about that because that's not my journey. My journey is to question why do I feel like I need to sit in judgment of them or offer that up, right? And so one of the things I know when I first saw your 12 GFR commandments, the one that struck me the most for me was number three, which is, you know, where am I not speaking my truth? And it wasn't, your, your confession question is awesome in that regard, well, I think that's is the conf- I, honestly, you know what? I'm admitting that I'm not even sure if I know. The you got un- it right. So the the confession question is, where am I not speaking my truth? And that obviously stuck with you. So the commandment is, oh. don't worry about being normal, proper, or polite. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. See, I yes. Thank you. I I kind of screwed them up in my head. So no, you got it right. That's the confession question. Where am I not speaking oh, my okay. truth? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was thinking. That was the commandment, to be honest oh, yes, with you. Yes, right. Yes. And yes, then I, yeah. I'm looking the commandments at the, are not questions, they're commandments. Right. <laughs> so and I'm don't looking, worry about being normal, proper, or polite. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not I don't understand how that's a question, right? Because I, I goofed <laughs> it up. I goofed it up in my head. But when I first saw that one, I thought, well, I don't worry about where I'm not being proper or polite, but I'm not speaking my truth to myself even. I'm not speaking my truth and being fully aligned and honoring all of me and where I'm at, I'm working to get in other people's boxes or I'm working to fit this kind of idea that other people have about certain things, whether it's as an entrepreneur or, you know, in rebuilding my business. And it, it just hit me because as I looked through 
you know, the years in my career, my clients, like, my God, this is so brilliant because you're, I see every single one of these confession questions and commandments as being, whether they're in business or like in my realm within the therapeutic world, it's the same, right? We may ask the question or come to the idea about it a little bit differently. Like maybe they don't, like I didn't, they don't worry about, you know, where they're not being, where they're being polite or where they're being proper, but they definitely know that they're not speaking their truth 100% of the time, even to themselves, right? Or um, another one, if I remember correctly, where am I holding myself back, which is commandment 12 is the confession question. And you said, it's fine where you are holding yourself back and do whatever it takes to get out of your own way. And I've asked myself that question a lot and asked myself, where am I holding myself back? But sometimes it's hard to come up with the answer because it feels like you're stuck behind that wall a little bit. It's hard to see on the other side. So how did you, as you moved through and continue to move through your journey, how, when you come up against those little pieces for yourself, maybe still, or, or do you even, how do you kind of maneuver through that when maybe you're feeling a little bit caught behind something that you can't quite put your finger on yet? So first of all, hell yes, I, I come up against those things. <laughs> <laughs> That's good I, to know. I am an evolving expert. Uh, URL I recently um, invested in. Something good is coming there. I don't know what it is yet, but evolving experts. I mean, that's what we are. It's like, I'm claiming my expertise, but damn it, I am not fully baked by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and my evolution is really tied to my expression as an expert. You know, yeah. that that's who that's who I enjoy working with and who I feel like resonates with what I'm I'm saying is those of us that are just just know there's a connection. There is a connection. And so for for all the listeners, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, if you feel like, if you suspect that there, you might be getting in your own way in an area and the symptoms are usually you're not getting what you want, <laughs> you know, or, or you're not happy with the way something looks, yeah. you know, I suspect that there's some way, I always suspect that there's some way that I am fucking it up. <laughs> you know, there's something that's unconscious within me, you know, whether that's a spiritual thing or whether that's just a, like, I'm not setting the right boundary or like, whether it's a, yeah. you know, a very practical thing. So I just assume that it's not somebody else. So I think that's an orientation that I have is like, I just assume it's my problem, <laughs> you know, and that's why I've been married successfully for 25 years because my husband and I both have that, you know, we got to, got to do our own work kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know you're in your hubby have that too. So, yeah. So I think it, I'm constantly looking for those pieces and, you know, how do I go about the work would be the answer is in GFR commandment number eight, which is know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative action to take. Mm. And so, you know, on my show, I occasionally feature the commandments. And when I did the one on number eight on stopping, I was like, there's micro, macro, what I call them, micro, macro, and mini stop, something like that. You know, where like the macro was like, take a vacation, but you know, there's also stop for 10 minutes and breathe or go outside or take a walk around the block or pet your dog for five minutes. Like there's, you know, there's, 
little ways to stop and big ways to stop. And I've just found that slowing down, stopping, pausing, people like the word pause better than stop, <laughs> um, is very um, helpful to give me clarity. And I remember when this, um, you know, the pandemic first started, I my intuition was to not do my podcast every week. And I was like, what the F is that about? Because, you know, it should be weekly. It needs to be weekly and following and downloads, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope. You know, so my podcast is now releasing every other week and I thought it would be temporary, but I don't, so far I haven't changed it. And what I know is it's just given me space, right? It's yeah. given me space between shows to promote, you know, the show longer. It's, it's given my team space. It's, you know, I don't have to book as many interviews, you know, there's just less quantity, but it's still powerful. It's still there. I still get to have great conversations. Like, and so that I really would have, you know, I really had a struggle with it. Because you don't do that. You don't do less shows <laughs> in yeah. a podcast, right? If you're in the podcast world, you know? And so I've been doing my show for well over a year and I don't have how many of episodes you would have if you've done it weekly for well, but whatever, no, two years. I can't remember. I don't have as many as somebody else that's been doing it as long and I'm okay with that. So, you know, it, that's where I would um, start is just, giving yourself some space. So like the confession question for that one is where do I need to pause or stop, but haven't because of fear? Oh, yes. It's oh, so juicy it's and it's so, so confronting, juicy. you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of my clients, um, just got her last kid off to college and is going through a huge transition. Mm. And I said, you must take time off. Like you must take time off to integrate and, and shift gears and to up level. You're evolving. There's new shit coming through. It's, I could see you're going to apply this to your work, but you just like, you must, you must, must, must. And at first it was, and I said to her, I know that it's gonna, you're going to say no way, you know, and most people will. Oh, no yeah. way. But of course, if you're sick, I'll always think about that. If you're sick or you were in the hospital, well, you, you would have stopped. Like you, somehow the shit would work itself out that you think you're, is so important, right? So I always right. kind of use that. It's actually a John Kabat Zinn and his um, mindfulness book that I bought years ago. Like that, I only let like one chapter a year for a really long time until I can really <laughs> digest it. But he has a whole thing on stopping, yeah. and he's it's like a meditation. It's like to think like if you just disappeared, you know, don't even get into like why or how shit would work itself out. So like, it's so egotistical for us to feel like we can't stop. Anyway. So one of my clients is taking a four day, you know, retreat and, you know, we, you know, really looked at how she wants to use the time and what, you know, of course, and also in flow and intuition in there, but you know, it's magic sometimes. And it's so counterintuitive because we have a story that it will somehow be negative for income or whatever else we want to put in there. But in my experience, especially if we do it proactively before the universe hits us over the head with the two by four, it's very <laughs> beneficial. Oh my God. So true, right? It's like Gay Hendricks talks about in the big leap with the upper limits in the ways we can upper limit ourselves that like, I know for me, sometimes I've gotten myself sick, right? I've used illness as a way to upper limit myself. That's the universe's two by four to me to pause and stop because I didn't consciously make the decision to choose to pause or stop. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if something is not flowing so well, even though you think you're in the flow of it, 
if it's like Forrester, you're trying, 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 that, that lovely little horrible word, try, right? You're trying to force it and make it be so, you're going to stop the flow. So if you stop and pause, wow, then there is just a beautiful eloquence to the flow that is so different. I, I, I think that's why I just love the way that you approach things and you are sharing and teaching others how to really step into being who they are and be unapologetically them and step into the places where it gives themselves permission. It's like, um, which one is it? I think it's, yeah, it's commandment six, right? Have faith in yourself and your mission. What would I do differently if I had faith in myself and my mission is the confession question. The, you know, the most powerful four words I've seen in my life and through my career with my clients isn't I love you. It's I believe in you. And I believe in you gives, they have an inherent permission then to have faith in themselves. Because it's like those words are, are not said a lot, whether we say it to ourselves in the mirror or not. Having belief and faith in yourself and that trust, right? And I, and I just, I think that when we are working toward moving through the things, the narratives and the stories and the fears and the experiences we've had that doesn't really feel like us, but we seem to be caught in this loop, that these, your work, these commandments, my work, so many of us who are really helping to teach people how to step into who they are is all about holding that space, that safe and sacred container, like you've talked about, for them to step in to a different understanding and a different willingness to see themselves through their own lens versus the lenses of all the expectations and all the rules out here. If you were to give maybe what you would deem a super, it, this is all important. But if you could, is it really starting with commandment one, which is, you know, don't compromise. If you had to pick one of the 12 commandments, that may be the great starting places with one. Like you said, it's not a 12-step program, doesn't particularly go in order. But if you had to, I'm putting you on the spot here, pick one with someone that they know it, they feel it, they're aware but they're just struggling to get a little past that wall, and they, whether in their business or their life or their relationships. Which commandment do you think would be like the prime one to really start with to kind of help get that ball rolling for them, you think? If they're a business owner, I would say number five, which I say at least three times a week, if not more. Make yourself your most important client. Okay. That's awesome. And wow. that the confession question is, if I was my own client, what would I tell myself? What else would I tell myself and what else? Oof, powerful. And when I'm really trying to bring this home with somebody, I'll be like, okay, you have a new VIP client. I'm super excited for you. Congratulations. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> and that VIP client needs a good amount of your time. They need priority scheduling on your calendar. You know, they need to be made feel special you know, they need private time with you. Like, 
congratulations. And, and then, you know, I'll ask, how's it going with your VIP client? You know, because it's for reals. It is, it is so freaking important. And of course it, it so aligns with the, my belief that our work fuels our healing and our healing fuels our work, which is the foundation for unmentoring. And so number five is, I I swear it at least three times a week, I say this and I say it to myself too. Um, And it really gets a mission based person out of their own way or like wakes them up to like, where are they not aligned? What's, what's out of whack, you know? Um, But then I would go with number four for, excuse me. Then I would go with number one um, for, somebody who's not necessarily a business owner, just like, what am I tolerating? And that don't compromise. And what am I tolerating? It's such a, it's such a great clean sweep. <laughs> oh my God. I, th- I think I love both of them because as you said, number five just now, and I put myself in that position, like, okay, I'm saying this to myself. There was some, there's some <laughs> resistance. What the fuck? There's some resistance there going, Oh, wow. I was at this retreat not too long ago where the um, one of the coaches said, for the rest of the weekend, Susan can't lift a finger. She's not to open a door, get her own water, nothing. And I was, and you need to journal about it. And I was so flippant uncomfortable. Wow. Like I was like, I need to help make dinner and I could get my own ice cubes and I can open the door. And it's like, no, how can I serve you? How can I help you? And I'm like, wait, what? Wow. Wow. That one, you know, I have gone over these before, but honestly, I have not dove into each one and done the work, you know, not, not all of them. And I think I glossed over five for a reason. So obviously (laughs) you sharing that now made me go, holy shit, I've got some work to do. But I think that's I think that's phenomenal. I look, you are an amazing woman. I just I love and adore you so much. And we always have such phenomenal conversations. If there was a final piece of advice, I, I do want to share, wait a minute before we do that, that Lisa, you've generously offered to give my audience the commandments for free and what they need to do to go get that is they need, and I'll, all this will be in the show notes too. But it's www.gfr.life, L-I-F-E, forward slash one, two, meaning 12, and the little letter C, okay, lowercase c. So www.gfr.life forward slash 12C, grab these 12 commandments, look at doing the work, then go to gfr.life forward slash squad. If this resonates for you, sign up for the squad at 20 bucks a month. You're never going to get something like that at this level with this level of intensity and support and community and help for 20 bucks. Look at doing that. I'm definitely going to do that. And I'll have all that in the show notes. And if you're just interested in checking out Lisa, go to gfr.life and check out Lisa and who she is and what she's all about, because as you've heard, she's unapologetically herself real and she believes in get fucking real every time, every moment that she can. So if there was something, then I want to get that all out of the way. So don't forget, because I want to leave it on your note. If there was a piece of, I don't know, we'll say advice, some thoughts, something that just is burning that you would want to share to really help these spiritually expressed badasses who are learning to step into that place for themselves? What would you want to offer up 
the idea that it's a practice. So being a spiritually expressed human is a practice, a daily practice, like meditating is a practice or, you know, working out is you don't really get the results unless you do it consistently, that there is an intentionality that really is helpful. And, you know, what I suspect with you, Susan, in your make yourself your most important client, it's just that it's not there consistently. Yeah. You know, that there's, there's periods of time, maybe long periods of time where you go without really GFRing with yourself and kind of, all right, Susan, enough of this bullshit. Right. Yeah. And so I think that is the thing that I feel like I'm willing to do consistently. And the people that are in my orbit, whether it's in the GFR squad or in unmentoring, which is working much more closely with me, that is the practice of it. It's not coming to me for advice. It's coming to me so that they can figure out what feels good to them. Yeah. And it's a practice and it's just so a, a commitment daily. I mean, I was going to say daily if possible, cause I was going to let them off the hook, but really daily Yeah. Um, in some way you're right. Connecting and inquiring and pausing. That's really, if you desire making a shift, it's just, it could be a baby step. So it doesn't need to be a big thing. You don't need to yeah. go on a silent retreat for a week, but <laughs> something, something for yourself so that you get to hear, you can hear yourself more. That's so beautiful. I, and I'm going to commit publicly and to you right now that from now on, I am committing to practice daily some of these commandments as they apply to what I need each day, because I do know the importance of that. And you are so right. Once again, thank you so much for being here and sharing so generously of yourself and your time and your resources with my community. You're such a love, and I always love talking to you, Lisa. I love talking to you. Thank you, Susan. This is awesome. Y'all, you know how amazing you are, and I just am so grateful that you're here each week being willing to dive into understand more of who you are and become the spiritually expressed badass human that you are. So go live that place. Be honest with who you are and who you're choosing to be. You know how much I love you, and I will see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to The Spiritually Expressed Human, where conformity is not an option, getting out of the box is critical, and spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your life while attaining freedom and inner peace. If you're ready to start that process, go to susandesenzi.com and click on the free gift tab to get started. You can also get the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Until next time, be the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be.